Welcome to the Inner Glow podcast. My name is Stepanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist and your empowerment coach. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, worries, insecurities and anxiety so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it is time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, spiritual mindset principles with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello beautiful souls, it is Stefanka here with another podcast episode for you. Today is the day two of Become Your Own Muse 5-day challenge. Welcome, welcome. I am so excited that you are here with me. If you have not listened to day one, which is the previous episode, then please go back to it and perhaps listen to it before you dive into day two, because we will be... Um, building on a few things I had mentioned yesterday. So you might actually benefit from catching up with day one, first and foremost. I am so excited to be guiding you through this. So yesterday, during day one, we covered the fact that music is a lot more. It is a hidden language. It can bring up various different emotions within us. And music can really move us and it can give us chills and it can make us feel like we haven't felt for ages and most of us can relate to feeling emotions and perhaps even seeing memories and remembering like quite vividly what had happened in the past because we have created a music anchor. And our body remembers, our brain recognizes the tunes and has created like a whole template that brings up everything else with it. Today, I will be diving into the world of emotions. We will look at how music can help us process emotions, improve our mood and release any old stagnant energy. And to understand this a little more, To understand how music moves us, we need to understand our emotions first and foremost on a whole different level. And if you have been following my work for a while, you will know that emotional work, like the work with our emotions and feelings, is part of my part of my work and it's part of the things I do with my clients and I even run a four-week program called Emotional Alchemy where we dive into um, the world of emotions in a lot more depth. So the word emotion comes from the Latin word emoviri. I at least think that's how it's pronounced. It's spelled E-M-O-V-E-R-E, imoviri. Well, that's how I pronounce it. So it's a Latin word and it means to move, to stir up, to agitate. And we can be literally moved by a piece of music where being moved describes our emotional state. 
And another way of looking at the word emotion is to split it into words E and motion. And E stands for energy in physics. And motion, well, as you hear it yourself, motion is a movement. It means to move, flow. So if we look at it, it's energy in motion, E-motion, energy in motion. So it's so interesting that we see that energy is meant to flow. Emotions are meant to flow. Emotion is the energy that needs to move through us. That's all that is. And this is something that music can help us with a lot. It can help us to move this energy through the body and feel better. We feel better, especially when it's done like with the right mindset, which is something I'll be talking about today. But at the same time, like certain songs can create a reaction within us that seems to be out of our control. And when it comes to like emotional memories, which get like stirred up by music, like we will be focusing on that in day four, how you can actually intentionally manipulate those emotional memories, manipulate in a good way for your benefit, for improving your mindset and so on. So since your emotions are moving by definition, it is clear that we are meant to ride each wave to the other side. And this is really what it means to live naturally, to feel your emotions. However, we have a tendency to disconnect from what we are feeling. We have never really been taught what to do when we feel emotions. And, well, to be honest, I am wrong, (laughs) because many of us have been told what to do. But the question is, is that an effective way of processing and dealing with emotions? Because I don't know how about you, but when I was growing up, I grew up believing that certain emotions were bad and perhaps they should not be expressed or felt even, especially emotions such as sadness, rage, anger even. And these emotions turned me into a bad or naughty girl. On the other hand, when I was feeling happy, smiley, joyful, that equaled being a good girl and getting praised and being rewarded and yeah, and just feeling more loved, not being punished for that. And this is often the root cause of our relationship with emotions. Because how often have you heard these or similar sentences such as stop crying or you won't be allowed to have a pudding? If you don't calm down, you can't watch the TV tonight. That's it. You'll be in your room. You will be in your room for the rest of the evening. Well, those and similar sentences really teach us that feeling upset crying or expressing your emotions, which can be on its own very confusing to an adult and, well, to a child as well, is bad. And we should be punished or we should get told off for it or shouted at. Or worse, in some cases, yeah, physically punished. Or 
we were taught to distract ourselves, to push our feelings down, to numb them. This could look like, oh, have a cookie, stop crying. If you stop crying, I'll buy you a new Barbie in the shop. How exciting. Or, you know, there are kids in this world that don't even have food and you are upset because you don't want to eat risotto. Or you are upset because you are not getting this toy and there are kids who don't even have food. And so on. Like, these are painful sentences. This is not to blame our parents or it's not to blame yourself if you are a parent and you have said similar sentences before. Because we do our best. Our parents did our best. And also, it's important to remember that all of us are independent human beings and we get to choose things for ourselves. So even if we heard these sentences growing up and we see the evidence that we are actually either disconnected from our emotions or that we have an unhelpful relationship with them, we can still change it. Like we are the creators of our life. And our parents, they they knew what they knew and they did their best based on what they knew. Um, yeah, like I see it quite a lot that, for example, sweets or chocolate treats are often used. So no wonder that many of us as adults reach for a bar of chocolate when we feel emotional later on, like go for a glass of wine just to take the edge of the day and to be able to unwind and switch off in the evening because we did not have the tools what else to do when things feel overwhelming because I'm not gonna lie, I know that the human experience comes with the adversities of life, the good things, the bad things, although I don't really like those labels, but I think you get the point what I mean. So as children, our brain is in what I would call a download mode, so it's open, it's receptive, it's learning, especially up until the age of seven. This is why children often copy their parents or teachers or adults in their life, even in like funny little ways, or they will say similar sentences as adults do, and we sometimes laugh at it, but it's basically the way Mother Nature has it designed so that the human race survives. Children learn all the coping skills and coping mechanisms and things that might be important for their survival. So it's, it's an embedded reaction. So my question for you right now, my question for you today is, when you feel under attack, when you feel stressed, when you feel emotional, do you fight or flight? Fight looks like you might punch back, speak up, take action. You want to fix it. You want to find a solution. You want to resolve it ASAP. Or... Do you retrieve, hide, bury your head, want to give up, feel so overwhelmed that you feel totally defeated? And perhaps that leads to like indecisiveness, like you can't decide, you are indecisive about what to do, what to feel. It's almost like the giving in energy. In a way, you could describe them as masculine, the proactive one, I need to do something, I'll either punch back, attack back, I will speak up, I will take action. 
or the feminine one when we want to hide, retrieve, when we want to bury our head. Maybe the emotions feel just so overwhelming that, like, yeah, it just takes over. Or are you somewhere in between? Or is it a mixture of both, which is also possible? Again, this is not black and white. There are shades of grey all the way. So I have always been personally more in the second category. I would retrieve, hide, bury my head. I wouldn't know what to do. Like emotions would totally take over. Like if something didn't work out or I would get rejected. Um, I know I like my initial reaction. I'm just going to give up. There's no point even trying. On the other hand, some of you might be more in that masculine approach. And this is not, again, good or bad. It's not like, oh, you shouldn't be in the masculine. No. These are like energies. That's all that is. And we are all of us in both anyway. So maybe you are more in that proactive energy, masculine energy, like, well, okay, well, this is happening. I just need to go and do something. I need to fix it. I need to resolve it. I'm not giving up. I'm just going to fight. I'm going to survive it. And both of them are good, but both of them also can be working against you. And this is when emotional alchemy comes in place because it is about finding that balance. It is about being able to process and feel your emotions, even acknowledge them, which is what the masculine approach doesn't do very often. We just want to fix it, do something like, what can I do? You know, this is not working. I need to go and do something. And we don't actually give ourselves the space to feel, to process to heal, and then we end up taking unaligned decisions. On the other hand, the extreme or shadow feminine, when we retrieve, hide, bury our head, we just want to give up. It's just, yeah, we are indecisive. We are in the energy of like, I don't know what to do. Then again, it's like the other side of the pendulum we might be feeling the emotions, but in a way that we feel stuck in them. In a way that we are like, oh my god, this is the end of the world. On the other hand, the healthy middle is the emotional alchemy process that I teach my clients in my programs and in my one-on-ones, which means to give yourself space to heal, to process, to feel without making it mean anything about you, anything about what you can achieve in your life, anything about who you can become. It doesn't say anything about you. And very often the shadow feminine is like, it means something about me. Like, because I felt I made a mistake, it means I'm a failure. I am a mistake. Not at all. It's just an emotion feeling flowing through you. So is that healthy balance? So when we numb ourselves, which is another extreme, like when we are like, oh, I cannot feel my emotions, it would be too dangerous, it's not safe for me to do so, then we also miss the good stuff in life, as well as the bad, like half present. Well, if you are half present, it's difficult to access your inspiration. It's difficult to access your desires to feel magnetic in your body. But when you allow yourself to feel, things get better. It's about finding that balance. Because it could be that pendulum swinging 
too far towards expression after going too far towards repression, which is the numbing, disconnection. So if you have allowed too much of your energy and emotions to build up with no outlet, it can feel really out of control, like you have to do something right now. For you and for other people, this approach is really overwhelming. Like if you if you either repress it or you go to extreme expression, it's hard to handle it. It is overwhelming. That's years of tears, anger, which you have to deal with today. But on the other hand, if you feel what you feel from a moment to moment without making it mean anything about you, and you give yourself time to process it, this is when, for example, you might be called to listen to what we would label as sad music or um, melancholic music, because it might help you to feel understood, expressed in a way, and you are acknowledging what is actually going within you. So when I said yesterday, like, oh, sad music is not supporting your mindset. Yes, it is not supporting your mindset, but it is also not a bad thing because when you are in that emotional phase and you are processing and giving yourself permission and space to heal, sad music or some kind of a music that is expressing you right in that minute might actually help you to move it. And we will be talking about moving your emotions with music a little later on. There is a difference between giving yourself permission to feel and heal and between feeling, knowing and telling yourself that this is how it's going to be. There is a difference between giving yourself permission to listen to those songs and move your body perhaps accordingly and feeling expressed and understood and then choosing an attitude of like, listening to it on repeat forever and choosing it as your underlying vibe. That's the difference. So express yourself each day so things don't build up. And whether you do this alone, perhaps by dancing, using music to move you, engaging your senses, journaling, screaming into your pillow if you need to, punching your pillow if if the build-up is big. And it, just be a loving observer. Know that this will pass, knowing that you will get through this. And before you know it, it will become easier and easier. And as you are expressing things on a daily basis without ignoring and pushing them away, tears won't last as long anymore. The state of sadness or anger won't last as long either. The storms won't be as long and this is when musing really comes in place because it can be such a great tool to help you get through this. And the connection between our emotions and music is actually stronger than you might think. So I'm just going to share a couple of like studies right now because it's so interesting. So, for example, language. And music are more rooted in the primitive brain structure. And it has got a huge impact on our behavior. 
for most people language is processed on the left side of the brain, the left hemisphere. And for a long, long time, it was thought that music has a more right hemisphere bias. However, a closer look revealed that music actually activates many parts of the brain, including so-called limbic system of the brain, which is involved in motivation, emotion, learning and memory. So it's just another proof that music has a place in your emotional healing kit and it can help you both just to acknowledge what is going on within you and be able to express yourself, whether it means to have a crazy dance session in your home which expresses what is going on inside of you or just giving yourself a break and chilling on the sofa while you are just processing what you are processing what you are feeling or whether you feel amazing and you want to feel even more great like music has place in your emotional healing kit but it becomes difficult emotional processing becomes difficult when we are not present in the body but when we are not present then we are not able to pay attention to what we are really feeling and things get neglected. When we are not present in your body, then you might not even notice you are feeling something for a long time until it becomes overwhelming. And this might sound like a cliche because, I don't know, like the whole mindfulness movement talks about being present in your body. So many people talk about it. Be present, be present, be here in the moment. And I used to think like, what the hell does it even mean? Like, I really don't know. So I want to offer you a different perspective here. Because to be in your body is actually an incredibly juicy experience. It is a really empowering thing to do. Because when you are fully present, your spirit is fully present in your body. And it's when you engage all your senses. It's when you feel grounded, when you feel embodied. But we sometimes escape from the body on purpose because it's so painful to be a human. It can be painful to be in your emotions, let's say your heart get so to speak broken although we know your heart cannot be broken it can only get stronger so it's painful you don't know you don't want to allow yourself to feel the emotions you are struggling you are fighting it you are trying to push them down in your body which means you freeze them in your body imagine that and they just stuck up stuck up stuck up and you have loads of them kept there without having an outlet so when you become present in your body like you will feel it, but it's safe for you to do so. Being present in your body feels good. It is when we, let's say, move our body, when you do yoga and your teacher keeps saying like, keep breathing. So you are in this funny, difficult position and it's stretching you. And in a way, you just want to disconnect from the body and forget what you are going through. But the teacher brings you back in by telling you to breathe. So you have to be actually mindful of where you are at. And that feels good. You know that kind of a feeling after a yoga session? It could be sex 
when you have sex, like you are fully engaged. And by the way here, I'm not talking about, let's say, when someone has gone through a trauma and they do disconnect from like the actual sexual experience but i am talking here about perhaps when like you are enjoying yourself when you are with your partner and you're just having a great time it could be also when you have a deep conversation with someone and you are just fully present and you are absorbed in that experience it could be in nature especially beach can be such a grounding place woodland during a meditation so it simply means that your spirit can be expressed through your body. And nature is so showing us the way. Nature is really showing us that this is a great tool for us to use. It could be when, let's say, a dog gets scared and then they shake their body afterwards. Like this is how they are becoming more present. They are switching off the fight or flight stress response. It is also like gorillas, they... They tap on their chest when, let's say, they there could be a predator or, you know, someone is challenging the group of gorillas, like the alpha gorilla, what are they called? Silverback. <laughs> they will often tap their chest. Well, not just tap, but yeah, it's quite violent. Um, and again, that helps them to become present, to be really grounded and have a more powerful presence, which is what happens when you are fully present, when you see a speaker on a stage and... And like there is something magnetic about them, it's because they are present in their body. So intuitive body movement can help you come back to your body, acknowledge what you are feeling, become aware of what is going on inside of you so that you can move it through you, process it, heal it. Intuitive body movement is great when it comes to moving your energy, improving your mindset and just being more in touch with yourself. So today's homework, your assignment for today is to become aware what you are, of what you are feeling today without making it mean anything about you, without identifying with those feelings. And then you can choose appropriate music, either anything you like personally, anything you are drawn to today, or you can choose something from the list of recommendations I will be sending to you later on today. And then you will move your body in a way that feels good. And this could be gentle moves, it could be movements on your yoga mat. It might be a crazy dance party. The key is to choose music that will help you become aware of your body, of your feelings. It's about bringing your spirit back into your body. And set the intention that you want to allow your emotions to flow. If there is anything that needs to come to the surface, sorry, that needs to come up to the surface, then allow it to happen. And this might look maybe like choosing a slower tune because today you feel like you are processing grief or sadness. And jumping up and down does not feel aligned. It doesn't feel like the right thing for you to do today then don't do it. Just simply move your body from side to side, move your hips, move your shoulders. Perhaps you want to go for 
body shaking meditation you might want to shake your body gently to release those emotions which is one of the trauma techniques shaking your body again animals do it as i've already mentioned or maybe you already feel ecstatic today, so you will choose a fast tune which is expressing you right now. And you might dance up and down, move your arms up and down, and I can guarantee this will even improve your mood. And dance is such a beautiful spiritual tool that helps you come back to your feminine nature. It's such a great way to allow your feminine emotional nature to flow through you. But depending on where you are on that emotional scale today, maybe just breathing and moving your hips feel like good enough, like enough what you can do today. And that's fine. The point of this is for you to slow down, to become emotionally self-aware, become acceptive of what is going on inside of you and connect back to your feminine nature of dancing and moving your body. And what can sometimes happen is that by moving your energy, therefore your emotions, you will shift your mood and you might feel more relieved as a result or perhaps even inspired to go ahead and play another song to feel even more uplifted. Like this sometimes happens to me. I will start with, let's say, a slower or slower song or some kind of a song I feel is expressing me right now and I will just move my body intuitively and tap into my feminine nature just allowing things to flow and flow and flow and once I actually feel like things are shifting a bit I might feel called to go ahead and choose a different song that is um, actually improving my move and I mood and I end up like dancing up and down moving my arms and I feel really pumped up for the day um, there also was like a song I used to listen to a lot when I was like going through, I wouldn't say a dark night of the soul, but like yeah, a couple, couple of months when I wasn't feeling really well, loads of things were going on in my life, loads of changes. And I, even on my day self, I was like, oh my God, so exhausted. So, um, so disconnected from myself that I would even go for like a crazy tune and I was like dancing up and down and I would usually just automatically laugh at my own moves and at my own jumps and my mood would automatically shift. So I really want for you to use your own intuition here and choose what is good for you, but I really want you to do it. Part of you might want to say like, oh yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I really believe in it, but I don't have time today. Do it, do it, do it. Keep the momentum here with this five-day challenge. Show up for yourself. Do this for yourself. And your mantra for today is, it's safe for me to feel. It's safe for me to be present in my body. And it's safe for me to feel my emotions. Because often we have got a lot of fear connected around it. We have a lot of fear connected to being in our feminine energy as well. Because the feminine is sometimes described as the destructive energy. The over-emotional, over-sensitive and so on. So here we go. This is day two. I am so looking forward to seeing you tomorrow again during day three, which will be all about the energy of receiving, feminine receiving sensuality and opening and softening your heart. It will be beautiful, juicy, feminine. If you feel like you enjoyed today, 
If you enjoyed this episode, this day two challenge, then let me know, share it on your social media, send me a message, um, share with me your takeaways. I really, really appreciate it. And you will receive your email if you are part of the challenge with the additional materials after today's session. If you're not and you are listening to this on the podcast and perhaps it's after the challenge took place, then you can go to the show notes and find your resources there. Loads of love. Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review. Share it on your Instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends. For more high vibes, live trainings, well-being tips and loads of fun, come and join me in my Facebook group called Empowered Women, Shine Bright and Be Yourself. You can find the link in my bio. You can also follow me on Instagram at stepanka underscore kuralova. For more information, go to the show notes. Loads of love.